Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlick and MacLean podcast presented by Ingles. It is time to talk some football here in March. I know, Mac, you know, it's March. People are a little more focused on hoops, and I get that. I've got a lot going on with hoops in my day job. But as we always say with the Gramlick and MacLean podcast and, and what we believe is that football is a 24-7 situation, so we've got some spring updates to give you today, and a lot of that has to do with the combat, uh, the combine, the combine, <laughs> the combine, uh, the biggest winners and losers from the ACC, mainly talking winners. We're not going to shame a lot of guys. We're going to talk about who won the combine. And I don't know if you can tell, but I just had a latte with 100 milligrams of caffeine, so I'm talking fast. Mac, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> KG, it's good to see you. you. You've been working too hard. This is the first uh, episode we've done together in a while. Uh, I'm at yeah. my new spot, my new digs. I'm starting to slowly build it out. You guys will see some cool stuff change behind me. That, that's kind of the next step here. But excited to be in this new space. And yeah, like you said, I mean, there, there's a ton going on. You know, still with college football, with with the NFL Combine, we're going to recap all of that. Kind of have our you know top ten guys, if you will, and then kind Ooh. of a, a sleeper that. Okay, did this guy turn some heads? We, we need to pay attention to him. And then the, the champion of the Underwear Olympics, if you will, kind of our winner there. So interested for, for the folks at home to see if ours are similar, if they're different. That'll be a lot of fun. But also, as you mentioned, some ACC spring football updates. You know, there, there's a lot yeah. changing. Some new guys, some new faces, new coaches, um, you know, new players transfer portal that, man, this is the first audition, the first time for their team. So you guys will start seeing these kind of come out you know, on Wednesdays to come after this NFL combine kind of recap here, where we'll talk about all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, really just excited to keep That's talking right. about and a little ball. KG. Once Matt gets his studio done, he's been putting some work into this. I want a tour of the studio. We'll probably get that up <laughs> on YouTube. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys want a tour of my office. It's, it's pretty much done. I've got a lot of random stuff in here right now. They're like random baby things and all that. So I'll try to, it's, a, it's over great. here. It's on Looks the great. sides. You can't see it. Where where will the crib go once oh, obviously uh, in my office. little baby? I mean, I'm going to be in here all the time. We'll just keep him in yeah, the like office. Yeah, right beside yeah, you, right? No yeah. problem. That's he should know. <laughs> he's got to start working from day one. Um, he's actually been he's called or at least been a part of a lot of basketball broadcasts so far before even hitting the earth. So that's that's pretty big for him. Can can you uh, peel back the curtain a little bit for for the good people at home? You were telling me the story the other day where. You're in the arena, and it was a little too loud, and baby was like, The ACC tournament, you know, and I, look, I think I'm becoming a boomer in many ways. I mean, Mac turned 30, so obviously we're heading down that path. But I feel like gyms themselves have gotten louder. Like, the DJs just do not care anymore, and they're just blasting it when you're doing warm-ups and things like that. So the Greensboro Coliseum, where they're having the women's tournament and the men's, the DJ was blasting music the whole time. Then you've got two bands who are trying to be louder than each other. I'm convinced. So you've got just all this music going on, all this noise. And then the game starts and you've got fans that were for the ACC championship game. There were like 6,000 Virginia Tech fans there with let's go Hokies chants. So I believe <laughs> it was the ACC championship. The bands are going at it. I think it's halftime. We're getting ready to go on. And little dude is just punching me. And I think he's wondering, like, what is happening? 
where are we? Where have you taken me? Because it has been so loud for the last five days and I don't know what's going on. So he, or he was dancing. I mean, I, it could be the other one, Mac. I'm really not sure, but <laughs> he, there's no way to tell. But he's been in a lot of gyms and he's got kind of one more stretch here where I'm going to, I'm going to be calling the, the uh, NCAA tournament. And I'm sure that that gym come is going to be wild. So He's probably going to come out and just say, what What did we just do for the last nine months? Yeah, hey, look, he, he's got to be ready. He's going to be born into this world. Uh, I expect right? him to be at the first Clemson game if you guys participate in that. He'll have some time to lead up to that. Get him the, the big we earmuff have headphones. Those, like I and part of me is here. like, do I put them on the belly? And he's ready. <laughs> do I somehow put them on the belly? That's a good See, idea. We have the headphones. That is a fascinating I don't know if it would work. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're ready to go. Come on, KG. Well, you know what's been interesting about your know, pregnancy, having just experienced that from a man's perspective uh, with, with Khaki, you were going through it from the women's perspective. <laughs> Are there some cravings? Are there something that's like just kicking it's in so for weird. you? I have not had any crazy <laughs> cravings, honestly. And this is when people ask me that, they're always disappointed. Okay. I'm like, oh, really? But I will tell you, I've had aversions. <laughs> That's the other side. Um, your girl has has thrown up a lot, and that's been fun. I actually threw yeah. up once during the ACC tournament, but that was more – it wasn't in the gym. It was I ate a breakfast, and literally I ordered this breakfast, and Nick goes, mm. are we sure about that? <laughs> and I said <laughs> – so he tried to I tell like, you. Oh, no, he tried I'm to warn you. This. I've been craving this. I was craving it because it was <laughs> it was eggs Benedict. Basically, this is so gross. This is getting really gross. And so it's, you've got like kind of not fully cooked eggs. And then about ten minutes later, clockwork, I was out. So <laughs> these things happen. Um, I've thrown up in different airports. I've thrown up in the Charlottesville airport. But you know, sure. it's all right. We're making it. <laughs> certain smells that it's it's so interesting how that happens but it's really gotten better because i i posted actually on twitter the at acc media day i was 10 weeks pregnant at the ACC, so no one really knew i told mm -hmm. kelsey riggs that was it and then for in terms of like coworkers, <laughs> and then at the acc tournament i was 31 weeks sure. and i remember telling kelsey at acc media day because i was still just throwing up all the time i was like kelsey if i just say nothing take off my microphone and walk away <laughs> You will know what has happened. Just know. <laughs> but praise the Lord, it didn't happen. So, yeah, it's been a journey, Mac. There but you go. I honestly, I've gotten a lot of great support from ESPN, ACC Network, you, um, everybody, That's and right. it's it's made it you know as as easy as it can be from a work perspective. But we've got some football to talk That's to right. here, Eric McLean. And if you Come guys on. missed it, make sure you check out our Let's interview with KJ it. Henry and uh, Kalaja Kansi, two guys that I think had good combines. One of them I, we're going to talk about in this episode a lot in Kalaja Kansi, who really impressed. And with our new partnership here with Ingles, make sure you're following on Twitter and Instagram for some really fun content. And we've got some stuff coming out this week having to do with Ingles. Something tells me Mac's going to be grilling at some point, and you're going to want to follow along for that. No question about it, KG. This is what has been the most exciting about this partnership is just it's something that is so tangible. It's something that we can go straight to the grocery store right down the street, and we're there. Those are our people. Those are our, our, our partners there. And just to experience it, my favorite thing you know, about Ingles is, mm. is just their meat selection, the prime beef. Listen, guys, it's USDA 
choice that that's like steakhouse worthy okay so when you're going there you're getting the best of the best it's cut right in store whatever you want you want some big thick ribeyes they can do it for you You want you know 15 pounds of hamburger meat whatever you want they're gonna do it up they grind it up right there for you get it going it's honestly it's like a butcher store uh, a butcher shop right there in your grocer so let's take another listen to our great partner over at Ingles. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingles Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingles personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Mac, there's nothing more convenient than a little curbside pickup, and Ingles is all in front of that. And if you want to get that curbside pickup, if you're really busy, like Mac and I right now during this crossover season, then use that curbside pickup with Ingles. Again, really appreciate Ingles and their partnership. Let's talk about the NFL Combine. Who impressed? And we want to talk about our top 10 guys here from the ACC in really no particular order, but we've got some numbers here. Want to break yeah. down what they did. Here are some guys we're going to hit on. Brian Brzee from Clemson, Keon White, Georgia Tech, Trenton Simpson, Clemson, Zay Flowers, Boston College, Kalijah Cansey, who we just talked to earlier in the week from Pittsburgh, Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse, Josh Downs, North Carolina, Yasser Abdullah from Louisville, Brandon Hill from Pitt, Keetrell Clark, big cat guy, from Louisville. And then we're also going to hit on Miles Murphy. He actually, he wasn't one of our top 10 performers because he didn't do much, but we'll get to that. And then kind of a sleeper that we thought impressed. And then who was our winner? Who was our winner of the Underwear Olympics? So, Mac, let's start with Brzee because I remember you were saying on our Combine preview episode that Brzee can really impress. And you've been seeing videos of him really getting in shape, mm-hmm. obviously, 2022 was an underwhelming year, but we all know why. He had so much happen off the field and, right. of course, just just terrible things that you wouldn't wish on anyone. So he had to overcome that. But he came in and measured at 6'5 and a half, 298 pounds. What was really impressive was his 40-yard dash, 4.86, fourth amongst mm-hmm. defensive tackles at the combine, 29-inch vertical jump, <clears throat> 22 reps on the bench. I guess that could have been a little higher. Um, his prospect grade from NFL.com, 6.35. I was looking at these, which are interesting, which means he will become a better-than-average starter. And I thought this quote about Brazil was really interesting from SB Nation, Mac. Anytime you hear of a defensive tackle who runs a 40-yard dash in less than five seconds, your ears should perk up a little bit. Brazil's 4.86, 40, might just be what cements him as being the second defensive tackle taken off the board behind Georgia's Jalen Carter. What were your thoughts on Brian's mm-hmm. performance? Uh, my first question is, can, can you move your ears, no, KJ? Can you perk how. your ears up? Perk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think I think all that is exactly right. I mean, you, you know, the, the biggest thing for me with with him at the combine was mm-hmm. you know the medicals and showing that he can move. And my goodness, did he do that? I mean, explosive. You know, nearly a thirty inch vertical for a man three hundred pounds. You know, six foot six and just blazing down the forty. Uh, but then also just the position drills. I mean, how smooth as silk. I mean, this guy's flying around. Just really looks like that bona fide, you know, guy that, that's going to be a top ten pick. You know, if you guys remember when we were doing kind of our preview, mm-hmm. he was a little bit all over the place. You know, anywhere from as high as I think it was ten, maybe even into the early in the second round. 
forget all that. He, he's sliding up. And I know he interviewed super well. It was funny talking with yeah. KJ. You know, he and Brian were, were roommates. Uh, KJ's in the room at, at 9 o'clock. He's asleep by 10. You know, Brian's coming in at midnight, you know, because he's just talking to so many different people. And, and, of course, KJ had an opportunity to do all that at the Senior Bowl. Brian did not. So he had to get it all in. Uh, he, man, he just dominated. He, he looked so good, so fluid, explosive with his, his jumping ability, the 40-yard the dash. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's a lot, KG. I mean, everything that we've seen on film of him getting better as a complete football player. And I remember a couple of years ago, from his freshman to sophomore year, when he said, I'm learning how to play football. Like, I'm not just relying on my God-given abilities, on these things that I've, I've worked on physically. I understand how to play the reads, the different things that an offensive lineman shows me, the different things that I can kind of see pre-snap. That's where I think his best football is still ahead of him, as well as all the physical and dominating things. And it's kind of funny when you, know, you and I were talking about this, 6'6", 300 pounds, Brian Merzee, Six foot, hundred yeah. or two hundred and eighty pounds, Kalaja Kansi. Like you just lean towards the freaking monster. Like I think both of them are going to be freaky at the NFL. I think both of them are going to be super talented and have great careers. But you just can't help but like, dang, that guy. He just looks different, and I think that's going to help him. And I think we're going to see that you know kind of reflected in the NFL draft. And that's what NFL teams tend to do, right? In the draft, if if you're between two guys, Kansi had a more overall productive collegiate career. I, I don't think no you question. can argue with that. No question. But Brian Brzee is a, a one in every 10 years kind of specimen mm-hmm. that you have to take. And there's some argument too, because Brzee tore his ACL as a sophomore and then didn't play as much last year. Maybe he's got a little more football left in him because he doesn't have mm-hmm. as much wear and tear on the body. But sure. that 40 yard dash Mac at that size <laughs> Just ridiculous. So we think Brian Brzee was a really big winner at the NFL Combine. How about our guy Keon White? 6'5", 285 pounds, 24 years old. I think I I just threw that in there because that's actually (laughs) something I've seen on the negatives for Keon White, which is so interesting because I know these NFL teams always talk about, you know, there's a short lifespan, especially for guys, you know, a defensive player. Vertical Mm -hmm. jump, 34 inches. Broad jump, 9 feet, 9 inches. Bench. 30 reps, third amongst defensive ends. And I thought it was very interesting from CBS Sports. They call him strong as an ox. I mean, the bench numbers obviously are right there. Will consistently push the offensive tackles into the quarterback's lap. Not the bendiest in the class, Mac, but still shows ability to dip around the edge and force QB to step up in the pocket. I just think his overall strength and his versatility, the way you can use him in different Mm -hmm. ways – is something that teams are going to be attracted to, but overall a good combine in terms of numbers for Keon White. Yeah, well, you know, he's not the bendiest because he's so old. You know, it's hard for him to get. I'm just <laughs> right, kidding. I'm exactly. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> he's uh, 24. Is, it, yeah, isn't that such a fascinating thing? Like, we, we kind of touched on this in the, in the other episode, but these guys are going to find anything. Like, they will anything. try to tear you down. It is not their goal to boost you up. They're right. trying to rip it down and, and, you know, trying to get you as low as they possibly can. I think he had a great showing, you know, everything that, you know, I kind of read about interactions and interviews, KG, it was people were falling in love, you know, just think that this guy can really be a dynamic piece for them. He's a massive man, six foot five, 285 pounds. I mean, the versatility on the defensive line, as you just mentioned to play defensive end, defensive tackle, mm-hmm. nose guard. If you want to have kind of a rushing package in there, whatever you want to Third do, down, yep. 
Yeah, he, he's going to fit that mold and, and the strength to obviously play inside if, if you want him there. Uh, I think the size can even probably add on if you want to try to make him a true three technique. I don't think you, you have to do that. I just think if, if you want him, you know, matchup wise to, to be a nightmare for people, you have that ability. So it's going to be really interesting. He, he to me, is probably I've just seen so much like the the range of where he can go. You know, I, I think that, you know, Jeremiah has him super high, like, you know, top 10 type guy. Others have him in the back end of the first first round there. I just don't know at this point what else he can do. I think he's put on a, just a super great show. He's going to have some individual workouts, you know, that we will kind of hear about and see throughout the spring that, you know, I think just schematically he's going to, you know, get on the board, draw up stuff, see how cerebral he can be. Um, but, man, going to be a solid player, going to start very early, play very early for whatever NFL team takes him. Yeah, and his prospect grade on NFL.com, 6.43 starter within two years. I think that's that's pretty clear yeah. with Keon White. Mm-hmm. And a guy who, as Jim Nagy told us when we talked with him about Keon White, once the hype train starts, it generally doesn't stop unless you do something that's really right. stupid, which he's not going to do. Right. So the hype train has, has left the station with Keon White from Georgia Tech. Trenton Simpson, interesting prospect here, linebacker from Clemson, 6'2", 235. 40-yard dash, 4.43, second amongst linebackers at the Combine. So a very impressive 40-yard dash. Bench 25 reps. Prospect grade 6.24 will be an a- or 6.24 will be an average starter, according to NFL.com. And I, I think <laughs> the main thing with Trenton Simpson, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Mac, is just kind of he seems a little raw at this point still. Not, yeah. you know, is he game ready? Can you plug him in right away? That's the question. Sure. But that speed and that athleticism mm-hmm. speaks for itself. And we've it used to be a lot of the great Clemson collegiate linebackers. I, I'm not going to say any names. But a lot of those guys didn't end up in the NFL. But Clemson right. has started to play a little differently. Isaiah Simmons, I think, has changed a lot of things for mm-hmm. the linebacking prospects coming out of Clemson. So, and of course, Simmons is, is a freakazoid and kind of a different kind of guy. But Trenton Simpson, I think, benefits from what Simmons has done in the league. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any question about that. And, and when you see his athletic ability, I mean, my gosh, for a linebacker of his size and, and stature and, and a, you know, just ability to run a 4-4, I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, he's running the same time as Zay Flowers. I mean, that's just <laughs> nuts to, to look at and to think makes about. makes you indicate he can drop back in coverage. That's right. That's right. And, and I think what will be interesting about him, you, you kind of read that. Number one, let me – I just have a little quarrel with this. Will be an average starter. There is nothing average <laughs> about starting in the NFL. Like you true, are true. the most elite. Like, can we get rid of that in their grading system? Like NFL.com. What are you doing? That, that's the dumbest thing I'm I've ever read. I'm just reading it. I, it's not you. I'm not. I have no quarrel with you. Um, that's just silly to to me that they would even say something of that nature. Um, and then the the other deal, I I hope and think that NFL teams will learn what the Cardinals did with Isaiah Simmons. And do not do that to start with Trenton mm. Simpson. Don't try to put him in this box right. to say this is what he is. He's going to be an inside linebacker. He's going to do this and this. And Zay struggled that first year. And, and surely there's an adjustment and all these different things. But I think mostly it was because he was in a position that he wasn't comfortable with. Like put him at safety. Put him out in, in space and, and let him create. And then we saw year two this massive jump when they decide to do that. Trenton Simpson, his first year, maybe first two years, 
needs to be a pass rush specialist. Like he is a guy that can get to the football, create matchup problems. I'd love to see him be in that Khalil Mack type, you know, linebacker role where that's his job and everybody knows it and you can't stop it. Like at the end of the day, that's what I think you want to see from him. Don't try to make him an inside linebacker. Just let him be a physical freak and figure this thing out because people are going to fall in love, you know, with his abilities, the things that he can do. Don't overthink it. Maybe is exactly. the way we exactly. need to don't, look at don't this. Don't try to be too smart. Like, it's just football. Like, come on. This isn't rocket science. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Next up, two guys that we are both super excited about that we've had on the pod. Let's start with Zay Flowers. 5'9", 182 pounds. Put on some muscle. That is confirmed <laughs> from the Twitter report that we talked about a couple weeks ago. 40-yard dash, 4.42. Ninth amongst wide receivers, but still really good. That's just freaky. Vertical inch, 35 and a half or vertical, vertical jump, 35 and a half inches. Broad jump, 10 feet, 7 inches. Projected grade, 6.35. Above average starter, Mac. We'll put that there. Yay. Good job, Zay. And <laughs> I, I think <clears throat> this really sums up Zay from NFL.com. Slot target who plays with unbridled energy and immense confidence. <laughs> Flowers is slightly built, sure, but can sidestep, press, and fly into action with above average acceleration and attacking demeanor. People are starting to really fall in love with Zay Flowers. I think we're getting to a point, Mac, where I'd be very surprised if he falls out of the first round. I think he'll end up in that kind of 20 to 32 range. And Mm -hmm. he's a guy, too, which we've interviewed, and you can find that on our YouTube channel. You talk to him, you're going to want to draft him. Like, it's it's, it's just that simple. Yeah, and I I would even – yeah, I wouldn't push the Patriots out either, Ooh. you know, at, at kind of that 14 spot. You know, he's already up there. It's an easy move. Just go across the street, and you're, you're right there. Old you're Bill, right there. Loves, so, he loves a good slot guy. Yeah, he loves his slots. <laughs> he, he, Zay's a little bit too fast. You know, Bill's more of a uh, – he's like a 4'9 guy in the slot. <laughs> Uh, not four four is a little trust too fast. You if you run a four yeah, four. yeah, he, you're too fast. You're too fast. Um, yeah, but I, I think Zay kind of just you know it, it was like affirmation, like yeah. everything that you've seen, everything you want to see. Uh, he did and, and tested extremely well. The explosiveness, I mean, a thirty, you know, five and a and a half, thirty six inch vertical is is very impressive. Dude's catch radius is is freaky, and that was on display. Just how smooth he was, you know, just all day long and. You know, I think what was interesting to see was like the buzz that he created when he got there. Yeah. Like everyone's tweeting about, "Hey, Zay Flowers is in the building. Like, let's go. Let, let's see what this guy's going to do." I think the the forty time could have been more impressive just mm-hmm. if he run ran a four three or my goodness, if he touched a four two. But four four is fast. Like that's blazing speed. And, and you know, it'll be interesting to see at his pro day. Does he run again? Yeah. Just because he probably will touch a four three. You know, outside of, of Indianapolis, it's just, you know, whatever reason, guys don't test as great there. Um, so that'll be interesting. But I think he just confirmed everything that we thought and, and everyone thought about him and his abilities and things that he can do. So he he's an instant plug and play. Just wherever he ends up going, I hope it's with a, you know, really solid quarterback, a yeah. guy that can get him the ball and, and just let him create because, man, he, he's super dynamic. He's a great player. He is. And great interview. And going to be a great pro, I think, in Zay Flowers. All right, how about Kalijah Cansey? 6'1", 281 pounds, and his 40-yard dash at that size. We talked about Brzee's 40-yard dash. Cansey ran a 4.67. This was the fastest 40-yard dash by a defensive tackle since 2003, which is Do we know who that was, by the way? Do we know who the defensive tackle was? Everyone says that. that up. 
And then no one like we'll fills it. in with who that guy was. We'll like, it. who we'll is it. this guy? <laughs> so he obviously was the fastest D tackle at the combine because it was the fastest since 2003. So that that's freaky. His prospect grade right now, 6.39 above average starter. And the thing with Cansey is obviously his production. We talked about it in, in relation to Brzee. His production is there. He was super productive at Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he has the size in terms of, well, size is an issue with his height. I think 281, you're, you're okay with. But if he was a little bigger, then he could put on a little more weight like a Brzee and carry it better, if you will. Mm-hmm. So size mm-hmm. is the question. But I love that we are continuing to see the Aaron Donald comparisons yeah. with Kalijah Kansi yeah. because Donald is not a 6'5 guy. He's, a, he's around right. that same size as Kansi coming from Pittsburgh. Aaron Donald and just all the stuff Aaron Donald does, not saying Kansi can be Aaron Donald because who can? Sure. But it helps sure. him. And yeah. that 40-yard dash also really helped him. I think, you know, the, the things, it's kind of similar to Zay Flowers. Like everything to me was confirmed. Now, did I think he was going to run a 4-6? No. Like no That's shot did I, did I think that. But I did think he was going to run a really good time because he's so twitchy. He's so quick. I remember watching the West Virginia game, the, the Tennessee game uh, against Clemson, a couple like all these different like big dog offensive lines, right. strong guys. And he's just working dudes. I mean, he's so fast. His first step where he does double hand swipe and he's gone. You can't touch him. So it doesn't matter if he's big or small. You can't get your hands on him. And, and so he, he's a guy that, man, is, is going to be an instant, instant pass rush threat immediately in, in any type of package or situation where you need to get to the ball, he'll be in. Now, can he develop and, and continue to be that run-stopping guy like he was in college too? That'll be the next step because, you know, I, th- I think there's – there's a pretty big step in, in terms of line of scrimmage and physicality and, and you know, cerebral and, and just guys knowing, OK, hey, if I step this way, I can beat this guy. He might be bigger, faster, stronger, but I'm going to be smarter and, and get there. How can he combat that type of stuff? Um, that'll be the next deal there. I, I mean, I saw a guy in, you know, Kelsey, uh, you know, the center for the Eagles, not a big, strong freakazoid, but just so smart leverage. I mean, he just knows how to play. So when you're going against those type of guys, how can you take that next step? I think he's a bona fide first rounder. Um, I think if he goes anywhere past, honestly, like 30, uh, 31, whatever the, the last pick is, it's a steal. He's the biggest steal of the draft. And it, it's crazy that it's even a possibility that he falls out of there. You look at you know his coaching and Coach P and Coach Narduzzi and all those guys. I mean, he is he knows how to play ball. And, and he has all the tools, all the weapons, Um that four six, that, that's going to make him some money. I mean, Jeez. it was impressive to see. Jeez. It was impressive to see. You say he might be going up against bigger, faster, stronger guys. Maybe bigger and stronger, but faster? <laughs> yeah, fa- I pump the brakes on faster. I don't know about that. I don't know that's about right. it. all the respect in the world to your O lineman counterparts yeah, that are yeah. playing, but faster? No. Nah. Yeah, four six. I don't, I don't know who's touching four six at O line. <laughs> no. Okay, we're going to talk about an O lineman and Matthew Bergeron, but I want to skip to Josh Downs here for a second. Because I want to ask a question that I, I was seeing a lot of articles about. So Josh Downs, mm. 5'9", 171, 40-yard dash, 4.48. So a, just a tad slower than Zay Flowers. Vertical jump, 38 mm. and a half. That's crazy. That's higher than yeah. Zay Flowers. Broad jump, 10 feet, 11 inches. Prospect grade, 6.41 starter within two years. When it comes to Josh Downs, and this is what NFL.com says, free-flowing athlete with dynamic footwork, instinctive feel for how to elude opponents. Um, his confidence jumps off the tape. He has proven himself to be better at catching through yes. contact than you might expect. 
So here's my question, because I saw a few people debating this. Josh Downs or Zay Flowers? Where, where would you mm. lean right now, Mac? After we've seen the combine, we still have pro days and everything. Their production in college, they're very similar prospects. That's the thing. And that's mm-hmm. why they're being lumped together and compared. But where would you lean? The, the interesting thing here is who is Zay Flowers' quarterback been? <laughs> Uh, well, who has Josh Downs quarterback been true. Two NFL, maybe NFL the first guys. overall caliber guy. And so for I, I may be on his back. <laughs> yeah. So I, I maybe have seen like the peak. I maybe have seen the peak for Josh Downs, which is very good, which is an NFL starter. Very good. But Zay might be able to take it to another mm. level. Zay is already super impressive, but he might have a little bit more that I can see from him with a guy that can get him the football in good spots, repetitively, all these different things. So for me, I, I'm taking Zay. I think he's – he's. I know he's bigger. I think he's a little bit more durable. Um, Injuries, yep. But it's two, great, it's two great spots. I mean, either one of those guys, I think they are very similar in their game. I think Josh may be a little bit more twitchy, even though I know he ran slower. I think he's a little bit more twitchy, but I, I, I think Zay. Zay's my guy. But I think both of them will be starters for years to come. I love the point you made about who his quarterback's been. That's a great point, Mac. And I, I think I would lean Zay as well. As as bad as this sounds, there are a few times where Josh Downs had some key drops, and I, I hate to just focus on those sure, because he sure. did so much more, so much more positive things at UNC. Yeah. I don't see Zay dropping that pass against Georgia mm-hmm. Tech. As, yeah. It's sure. you know, I mean, point. it's just that's great just point. the reality. So I think Eileen Zay, but Josh Downs still is going to be a, a great prospect. And I find it so interesting that they're so similar. So they're just going to be I mean, yeah. their size, <laughs> their size is almost the same, except Zay Flowers somehow put on a bunch of muscle. Right. I, I can't wait to see where they both end up. I mean, I, I, I could honestly see them going pretty much back to back. I mean, I think they're that good of players. I think they're very similar. And then just to see, you know, who blossoms, who who gets yeah. in a better situation, what, where do they end up? But either way, you, you can't go wrong. If you're an NFL GM, if you're a team, both those guys are going to make you better, your receiver room better. Agreed. And I loved what Switzer, Ryan Switzer said about Josh Downs. If you missed that episode, go check it out. Okay, Mac, we will talk offensive line here. Matthew Bergeron <laughs> from Syracuse, 6'5", 318 pounds, vertical jump, 30 and a half inches. Broad jump, 8 feet, 7 inches, prospect grade 6.39. Starter, average starter is the way they look at that. (laughs) From NFL.com, a college tackle who could be best playing inside a guard, which we talked about with Jim Nagy. Bergeron is evenly proportioned. That's great news for him. And wears his weight well on a compact frame. He's a dynamic (laughs) run blocker, able to excel in all three phases, positioning, sustain, and finish. I'm happy for him that he's evenly proportioned. Um, which is that a thing, Mac? Like, have you heard about that with offensive linemen? What, what, what would it be if your arms are too short or something and you're well, not proportioned? I, I have, yeah, like if a guy's like uh, lower body's maybe a little bit bigger, okay. maybe he can't pass that as well, or <laughs> you know, if his, if his legs are small, maybe he can't run block. So this guy, you know, he's he's even killed. Like, he's it. ready. To, he's ready to go. And you know, I think what's crazy about that: this man is six foot five, three hundred twenty pounds, and he's jumping thirty one inches. Crazy. Like that's. Freaky. Like, can we get a basketball in his hand? Let's see what he can do on the court. Uh, power forward. He, he's probably like me. He's probably a shooter, to be honest. Um, because <laughs> he's so silky smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Big Charles Bar- Barkley vibes. Um, I think that he just, he was so impressive in his drills. Again, kind of like Brian Brzee, just super smooth, very fluid. You know, I was kind of leaning towards 
let's put him at guard mm-hmm. uh, to start. But after seeing him in the combine and how fluid he is and bend, he bends very well, you know, he's a young guy. He can bend still. Um, I think he put him at tackle until proven otherwise. Really? You know, and, and Jim said that. I mean, he, he said, let's start him at left tackle till he shows us he can. And uh, I think that's what you do. And, and you try to see, okay, can he do that? And then if maybe he's not as good, you put him at right tackle. And if he can't do that, then we go to guard. But I think he checked the box that he can be a tackle, that he can start in the NFL, that you've seen his abilities. We've, we saw it at Syracuse. I mean, my goodness, he was a, a revelation at the offensive line for a team that you know had injuries and struggled to protect the quarterback. He, yeah. It was never with him. He, he was always the guy that could do it. So great combine. It's going to be fascinating to see. Does he sneak into the back half of the Ooh. first round? Because you know I saw Jordan Reed talking about this as well. The offensive tackle class is good. There isn't necessarily a guy, so can other guys jump in? Right. Can other guy, it's, a, it's a solid class, but there isn't that elite separator. Uh, so, so who can move up? And, and if a team falls in love with X player, does that move everyone else up? So that's going to be interesting to see. Where does he fall? I can almost guarantee he's going to go in the second round, but does he find a way to jump in that first round? That, that will be very intriguing. Well, if you're if they're trying to draft someone who's proportional, then that is going to help him. <laughs> Shout out to his mom and dad. They did a great job. That's right. Great, great job. job. Okay, three more guys that really impressed. And then we're going to talk about the, the Miles Murphy of it all. Yasser Abdullah, best name here, by the way, 6'1", 237, 4.47, 40 yard dash, third amongst linebackers, similar to what Trenton Simpson ran. Vertical, 36 and a half inches, broad jump, 10 feet, 9 inches, prospect grade, 6.13. Backup that could develop into a starter, Eric McLean. Yeah. And what NFL.com says, and, and this is kind of the big question with him, teams will need to decide whether to play him as a 3-4 rusher or try him as an off-ball linebacker in a 4-3. So a little bit of a tweener there. Similar, I think a lot of linebackers are in this situation right now with what different NFL mm-hmm. teams are doing. But we know these Louisville guys were so productive this year, led the nation in sacks. And I think Abdullah really helped himself with that 40-yard dash. Listen, here's the deal. After, you know, kind of reading that and seeing people talk about it, you're overthinking. It's not a question, is he an off-the-ball linebacker? He is a werewolf. He is a guy that rushes the quarterback. It's not a, oh, can we turn him into this standard? No, don't. Please don't. Don't waste your time. Don't waste his time. Don't waste our time. He is a pass rusher. That's what he does. The explosive numbers are there. Every The production is there. Everybody in the, He came off a 21 season as the ACC's leading sack master, tackle for loss guy. So everyone knew what he was going to do. And honestly, he probably could have been the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, Kalijah Kansi, and then him, and sure. then probably Drake Thomas. Those were the three that were going after it. And his numbers were still excellent. He, you just you know it's going to happen. You can't do anything about it. He's got counter moves. He has power. He has stamina, the motor to keep going. He, he's a great player. And he was a guy. It's funny, KG. You kind of have these guys in your head where you're like, okay, that's the dude. He's going to test really well. But then you get tricked. Like they just kind of they look the part, but they don't. They can't execute. He he does it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this guy was freaky, blowing people away. Third amongst line again, the fact that he was third amongst linebackers and he's basically a defensive end is crazy. Like that to me is just nuts. So I think reading what you just read there, I think people are totally overthinking it. Okay. He's a rush guy. He's a Khalil Mack guy. He and Trenton Simpson need to be treated very similarly in the fact that. See ball, get ball, go let him hunt. Mm-hmm. 
Instead of classifying them as linebackers, should we just change it to werewolves? Werewolves. Exactly. Well, you know, you got to be careful with who you call that. But yes, you know, Jordan Cornette tried to call a safety a werewolf and we all looked at him like, dude, oh, what are you doing? Jordan, don't don't do what that. Doing, don't, he learned, though. He learned. He figured it out. He figured it out. I would never. <laughs> I would never. OK, speaking of the secondary, two more guys we want to hit on here. Brandon Hill and Keytrell Clark. Uh, Brandon Hill from Pitt, Keytrell Clark from Louisville. And both guys, I think solid combines, both ran a 4.4. In the 40, Clark a 4.42, mm-hmm. Brandon Hill at 4.43. It's kind of crazy when you look at a 4.42 amongst corners, you're 10th. Because wow. God, corners are just freaky when it comes to <laughs> that kind of 40-yard dash. I think people are a little more concerned about Keytrell Clark's size. Brandon Hill has a, a 12 more pounds on him. But overall, Mac, thoughts on, on these two guys. And, and, and you thought they impressed. You wanted them on the list. Yeah, I'll start with Brandon Hill. I mean, the the fastest safety in the combine at, at four four. I mean, he was a guy that was blazing speed. He's super aggressive, a physical guy. So that was kind of the the question mark because you know, at safety, you, you you don't get to really see the the full top end speed a bunch. Sure. If your defense is bad and you're having to chase people, then sure. But you, know, you have those question marks with with safety sometimes. Is you know how fast is this guy? And uh, to be the number one in, in the combine at, at his position is is pretty good. So Pitt, you know, producing the number one D tackle in speed and the number one safety. They've got it that figured out. That defense at Pitt, okay. baby. Yeah, they're they're doing okay at Pittsburgh. So yeah, just impressive to me to see how he again tested. I think he's a guy that you know his game's going to translate really well. He's been put in very tough situations at Pitt. That's going to be what the NFL is. It's man to man. It's cover over the top. It's help when you can. What are you going to be able to do? I think he fits that mold perfectly. And then Keytrail Clark again. The, the the thing that is so fascinating to me, KG, is when I hear people or when I read people writing things that I just question. Have you watched him? Mm. Have you seen him on tape? Because to question his size, but then when you see his physicality on the field, what's the question? What What are you questioning? Sure. I mean, he's 5'10", 180 pounds, runs a 4'4". I don't know what the question mark is. I think Keytrail is, he's going to get on a team and he's going to flourish. He, he's a guy that's ready to play this game. He's a very smart player. He, he reads, I think he's the best, like, aggressive kind of swing route uh you know screen busting corner in the in the draft like he's a guy that he's gonna hit you and he loves physicality so i think you ball up all that size questions throw it out the window if you need an aggressive kind of nickel sam a guy that can be right in there where he's kind of this hybrid corner safety outside linebacker guy he's what you need and and he's going to be able to play right away i think i agree with you on Keytrell, and really enjoyed when we got to talk to him too Okay, let's talk about Miles Murphy before we give our yep. sleeper and our winner of the Underwear Olympics. Miles Murphy is so fascinating as a prospect. Yeah. He's 6'5", 268 as a defensive end. He all he did at the combine was in terms of like the the measurable stuff was bench, 25 reps, middle of the pack kind of, you know, not mm-hmm. exactly all the way mm-hmm. up there. And I thought this from CBS Sports was interesting and I want to hear your take on this, Mac. Murphy had a respectable 25 reps on the bench press, but did no more. In order to assert himself as a potential top 10 overall player in this class, the edge rusher needs to show up at Clemson's pro day and knock it out of the park. Iowa's Lucas Van Ness tested off the charts in Indianapolis and is encroaching on Murphy's claim to be the third edge rusher taken behind Will Anderson from Bama and Texas Tech's Tyree Wilson. And then you pair that with 
Again, overall, somewhat underwhelming production at Clemson when he came in as a super highly rated recruit and all these things. He does have pro day. We'll see what he does at pro day, and maybe that will help him. But what are your overall thoughts on Miles Murphy right now? You know, I think that it's such an interesting thing because, you know, we've seen these guys who are locks, who are, you know, top 15, top 10, whatever you think you're comfortable with being, um, that they, they don't have to do the testing. They, they don't have to do this stuff. I remember a couple of years ago, you know, Quentin Nelson, you know, yeah. from Notre Dame, one of the best linemen maybe ever, uh, he didn't run a 40. He's like, I don't, why would I need to run a 40 yard dash? That has nothing to do with what I do as a, a football player. And that was kind of the first wave of, okay, these prospects are, you know, kind of stepping up a little mm-hmm. bit where it's like, watch the tape. That, that, then you'll see, you know, what I'm kind of all about and what I do. Um, but I do think it's interesting because, as you said towards the end there, other guys can maybe right. jump ahead of you. Other right. guys can, whoa, I didn't know he could really do that. I'm going to take him over a guy that didn't want to do it. So I think pro day is very important. You know, and, and again, the reason why, you know, Miles didn't perform or do these things, I, I heard maybe a hamstring injury was involved or tweaked his hamstring while he was training. And so, didn't, you know, didn't want to hurt himself more sure. or have a bad number, you know, at the combine. So, so maybe he will be full go at Clemson's pro day. But I, I think it, you, you got to have a number. I mean, people just, they've got to see that. If they're investing, you know, $20 million plus dollars into you as a prospect, they, they want to you know make sure this stuff adds up to what they think will, will longevity-wise and all these different things. So I, I think he has to have a big pro day. I, I don't think that this you know deterred him from being a top 10 guy, um, but certainly pro day is going to be important. Yeah. Pro day is going to be important. I think so. And I'm just fascinated by Miles Murphy. I think there's he's such an interesting prospect in so many ways, and I can't wait to see where he goes because yeah. I think there's a lot of options. Okay, Mac, sleeper and winner. I'll start with the sleeper. I have two guys, actually. I have one from our list. Oh, okay. I have one from the top ten that I think really people are still kind of sleeping on. And then I have okay. someone kind of out of the out of the whole conversation. I'll do that, too. Okay. I'll do that. Right. I like that. I think Matthew Bergeron is, is who people are sleeping on. And, okay. again, dude's proportional. That's what you want to see. But overall, <laughs> in all seriousness, I think he's a guy, like you said, Matt, can sneak into that first round and is proving – He's not just a guard. He can possibly play yeah. tackle in the NFL. So mm-hmm. that's big. Matthew mm-hmm. Bergeron from Syracuse. I wonder if you're going to have this guy because you love him and I love him. My other sleeper off the beaten path is Isaiah Moore from okay. NC State linebacker. Come on. He was third amongst linebackers in reps on the bench. He did more reps than Trenton Simpson. He was only behind Noah Sewell from Oregon and Owen Popo mm-hmm. from Auburn. And he's a guy that we've talked to. I'm biased because – when I've talked to him, I've said this is this guy is so impressive. I think what he did at NC State, the leadership qualities, he's a guy that might be worth a pick late, and mm-hmm. you, you're going to love having him in your locker room. And he just showed a lot of strength at the Combine. So I'm going to go with Isaiah Moore as my off-the-beaten-path sleeper. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I'm going to go with Keetra Clark okay. as you my sleeper. You love Keetra. That's your guy. I do. He's, he's a fascinating prospect. I mean, just all the things that he can do – you know, from, you know, multiple facets of the, the defensive back of what you want from them. I, I just, I really like physical DBs yeah. and guys that aren't afraid to hit, aren't afraid to put their nose in there. It's one thing to be able to coverage and, and get your hands on the football. I know that's a huge thing, especially in, in today's NFL, but I just like a guy that, that is physical. And, and that's what he is to me. He anticipates, 
He trusts his reads. He trusts his study. And he'll he'll take risks. And that, that really paid off for him this last season, you know, at Louisville and the things that he was able to do. My kind of off-the-beaten-path guy that, that that's not on this list is Will Mallory. Mm. I think that Will is going to be a guy that, man, he climbs, and, and he's going to do really, really well. He's from tight end U down in Miami. He's going to get on a team. They're going to like his leadership ability, his stoutness, you know, kind of as a blocker. He and Davis Allen so similar you know, and what they want to do and who they are as tight ends. They're not just those receiver hybrids. You know, they're guys that will put their hand down and, and really block. So I think he's a guy that did well enough that we're going to see him perform well and, and when he gets his chance. Moore and Mallory, to me, are similar in that regard. Yeah. You yeah. you talk to him, you're going to want him on your roster. You just are. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Mac, drum roll. The winner, our winner of the Underwear Come Olympics. On. Do you want to go first? No, I want to okay. hear yours. And we might have the same guy. Uh-oh. Elijah Cansey, to me, Come was on. the winner like of the Underwear Olympics. I like it. When you run the best 40 for a D-tackle <laughs> since 2003, I don't even know. I, I'm guessing Elijah Cansey was born in 2003, but he was barely there. That's <laughs> impressive. And he's proving that his size is not going to be an issue. He's proving he's got Aaron Donald-like ability. And he yeah. comes from that pit track record. And he just came on our pod, so, you know, shout out to Kalijah Kansi. But I, to me, he was the winner of the Underwear Olympics from the ACC. Come on. Okay, I like it. I'm staying in the same position, and I'm going Brian yep, Brzee. Yep. I mean, he, he was just a guy that, again, that there was some health concerns. There was how's, how's everything doing, shoulder, knee, everything. How's he going to run? And then he's, you know, 6'6", six, six, 300 pounds, and runs a 4'8". I mean, it's just – it's a freaky human, uh, very similar to Kalaj. I think both of those guys are – are going to be dominant, you know, for, for years to come. So he got my vote there and, and just, I don't know how he could add a better day. Maybe the bench press, like you yeah. said, a little bit more, but his tape, I've seen his strength on tape. I, I don't care how much he can lay on his back and push weight this way. We never do that on the field, just so you guys know. I'm sure you do, but uh, he, he's my guy. And I, I think, man, I think he solidified himself as a top 10 pick. Boom. Mac, this was great. We have our rundown here. Everything you need to know. <laughs> About the ACC guys in the combine. Um, shameless plug, Mac. I'm going to throw a shameless plug. If you're still listening here at this point in the pod, you uh, follow us so you know what's going on. We've got NCAA tournaments starting tonight on Wednesday night. First four. Let's go. I'll be in studio for first four, so check it out. E1 or E2, I'll let you know, but it'll be there. <laughs> and Mac's got XFL going on all weekend, Mac. I know you can tell people where to watch that, but just you know, keep an eye. Keep an eye on your TV. That's right. Well, we, we might pop up. We might just pop up, but it's it's always fun. And of course, it's a very busy time uh, for KG. It's it's become a busy yes. time for myself. Yeah. I added a new league. I added a new league in here. It's it's kind of weird to to be working right now, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, can't thank our partner enough. And and Ingles, the great thing that they're doing. Uh, if you you missed it, go back and we talk about it. The the curbside service, the the premium quality beef uh, that they're serving up. You guys know I love that. So really excited to have them on as as a, a mainstay here with Gramlick and Mac Lane. But that's it from us, guys. Another great episode presented by our friends over at Ingles. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're not watching us and we're not looking at you right now, go over to YouTube, mash the subscribe button. Uh, we really appreciate you all know, support over there. Leave some comments. Fun to read those uh, on different videos. And then the OGs, of course, over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you all.